Welcome to It Just Means Less, where we talk all things SEC sports. Here are your hosts, Wells Perrigan and Jacob Holman. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the It Just Means Less podcast. I'm your host, Wells Perrigan, here with my co-host, Jacob Holman. What's up, everybody? Thank you to everybody that listens as you listen to our double-digit podcast. This is episode 10. We're going to be talking about week five today. Um, before we go ahead and jump into week five, we're going to go ahead and review last week's results from week four. Um, really solid week for me and Jacob versus the outright 14-1. Our one loss happened to be the Auburn Tigers. Um, I was talking about it a little bit like last week, or I guess it was week two, when I needed um, Bama to beat Texas, and that was the only game I missed. And now Auburn returned the favor for you, Jacob. So I guess we're even on that one. Yeah, it just, just came back around like it should, I guess. <laughs> um, Spread-wise, another really good week for us. Um, Jacob went 11-4. and four. I went 10-5. and five. Both of us went Superdog, 1-1 um, one one in the Superdogs. Uh, for the grand total of the season, that brings us to I am 56-11 and 11 outright, 29-27 and 27 versus the spread with a 6-3 and three Superdog. Jacob is 55-12 and 12 versus outright, 30-26 and 26 versus the spread, and his Superdog is 3-6. and six. So I got a little bit of the edge in the sewer dog, but he's got me on the spread. Um, Dude, that was we went, that was by far our best week against the spread. Which by is kinda, far. Which is kind of I guess I don't know. I guess the spreads are getting smaller because we're starting to get into conference play. Right. But I mean it, it made sense that our outrights were so high because you were having a lot of, you know, group of five versus power five um games, but now we're starting to get into the the group of I mean the power five on power five and you know it kind of looks like we know ball, Jacob. Yeah, I don't know. Still Still kind of hesitant on that. I guess, well, I think we'll know a lot more after this week. I agree. I mean, I think a lot of the LSU, we're going to find out probably about LSU a little bit more, Um, even though they did struggle with Arkansas last week. Um, Ole Miss is going to be trying for a bounce back. We'll see. You know, starting 0-2 in conference play would not be a good – would not be ideal for for Lane, the Lane train and all that. Um, Any kind of takeaways you have from last week? Um, Alabama's offense is shaky. You know, they were really – started out flat, you know, when you get the ball at the one after a block punt and then you go in the shot from the shotgun, you know, it's just, it kind of looks like a reflection on the coach, but, or not the head coach, but as the play, the play caller and Reese, you know, you kind of, it's a little shaky there. And then uh, Florida came out flat after a win, big win against Tennessee, you know, coming out and get flat against Charlotte. So it's, I think the SEC is a little more even this year. It feels like, and then, you know, Florida State goes into Clemson and wins that one in overtime. So, um, and then Colorado, of course, you know, I think that yeah. I think that might be the big story. It's just they went into they went into Eugene and it's like Dan Lanning said, they're playing for clicks and we're playing to win. So I think that I think this is gonna be your next head coach Alabama, by the way. But you yeah, know you think Dan Lanning is? Should be, but is it we're gonna talk about next year or how many years are we looking? Not next year. The goats got, the goats got at least till, he needs to at least go through next year so I can graduate. How is that? Yeah, you don't have no rebuild while you're there. Um, right. I think my main takeaway was how, how spot on game day was. About the best game of the week last week was definitely Ohio State at Notre Dame. Um, came down to the, to the last what last play, right? Yeah, second it really did. Because because they added a second on the clock, which me and Jacob were very thankful for because we had the. Ohio State with a three-point spread, and that's what they won by because the field goal – I mean, they wouldn't have added that second back. We'd have missed on the spread, which they, some people might think we have them in our back pocket, you know. Yeah, I was explaining that to my mom, and I was like – she she didn't really understand why it was such a big deal. I was like, you know, 
you just 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 be quiet over there and just listen to me. <laughs> yeah, it's a serious deal. All right, I guess we can go ahead and hop right in the um the week five. Uh, first game is eleven a.m. kick. Number twenty-two, Florida, three and one, um, one and zero in conference play at Kentucky, who is four and zero, one and zero in conference play. Florida's conference win being Tennessee. Um, Kentucky's not being as impressive with Vanderbilt. Um, like I said, games at Kroger Field at eleven a.m. The, the spread is Kentucky one. So Vegas is this is just basically outright. It's what we're picking right here because yeah, no other way. Um, I don't know. I haven't haven't got to watch Kentucky too much last this year. I know they didn't exactly blow Vanderbilt out the water water um last week but um i still think the home field advantage is going to be a little bit I, I still like devin leary so i'm going to take kentucky to to win and since it's a one-point spread i think they're going to cover yeah that's a good pick you know right before we started this we looked at it and they had changed it from three to one and i had already had kentucky pick to win and cover the three so i think that's what's going to happen still with the with it being at one i just i had a feeling florida was going to come out flat after the big win against Tennessee. And, you know, last week they looked a little shaky. And they could, you know, may turn it around for Billy and company, but I I think that Kentucky's gonna win that game. Yeah, I think I think if it had been in the swamp, even if it had been eleven AM, I think I probably would have taken Florida. I think I'm just gonna give the, the nod to the home team here. Yeah, the home I think the home team probably would have won either way, but I think Kentucky at home, especially with it being early too, you know, I don't know how they do it up there in Kentucky, but you know, 11 a.m. 11 a.m. I'd be pretty fired up getting to play that early. So, yeah. Well, you know, here's something I always tell the folks: I prefer an 11 a.m. game when we're playing like a, a group of five team, because then I can go back home and I can watch the 2:30 prime time and the six o'clock games. However, that SEC game, I definitely would rather it be at 2:30 or six, just atmosphere wise. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, next on the agenda, another 11 a.m. kick in Jerry's world would be Texas A&M three and one. One and zero conference play after their win versus Auburn last week, versus Arkansas, who was two and two and on a two-game losing skid after dropping to BYU in week three, I guess, and three, then losing yeah. and then losing to a pretty close game to LSU last week um, in the swamp. Um, spread is A and M six. What do you think, Jacob? I think Arkansas is going to win this one. Like I, I'm, I'm genuinely curious as to why A and M's favorite. I mean, I guess you could say they're the better team, but they don't have their starting quarterback now. Well, you want to say? I know we talk about the. I mean, Auburn. Uh, they were struggling with Connor Wayman to start the game last week, or yeah, I think that's how you say it. And then Max Johnson came in the game, and his stat line last week was pretty impressive. He went twenty for thirty-five or twenty for thirty-one, two hundred twenty-six yards, four tutties. I mean, yeah, that's fair. So you know, <laughs> now, that makes sense. But he's also not a he's also not a rookie. You know, he came from LSU, right? Yeah, yeah he's. I think so, he was. He was either the starter right before TJ Finley was the starter, or he became the starter after TJ left. One of the two. Before, I guess he was the starter before Jane Daniels, right? That'd be right. Yeah. Hey, I mean, he has the experience, so I mean, I could see it, but I think Arkansas is going to win this one just because they came off of a close game last week. I think they're going to do the opposite of Florida and find a way to come out strong, even though, even though it was a loss last week. I think they'll come out strong, and KJ will find a way to win his team the game. Yeah, I feel like they almost got to, I mean, sitting two and two right now, two-game losing streak, especially for me and Jacob's um, predictions-wise. They need to go ahead and win this game because both of us had them at nine and three, I believe. And if they um, they go ahead and they're going to be two and three before they have to play the likes of Alabama, Ole Miss, or somebody like that, then our prediction might go down the drain pretty quickly. Um, KJ, I mean, Sam Pittman's got to get it done. Like I said last week, there were some people calling for his head after BYU. 
you go on a three-game losing streak right now with 0-2 in conference play in the SEC West, people are going to start to worry a little bit. So I think Arkansas will find a way to get the to get the job done. Yeah, I don't know who they have next week, but after next week they come to Brian Denny. So I know that much. So it'd be week seven they come to Brian Denny. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who they have after A&M, but I know after that game they have Alabama at home. So that one's yeah. going to be. Well, no, you mean Alabama? They're playing at Alabama, right? Yeah, I said at home, yeah. like referring yeah. to here. Sorry. Oh well, they got to go to Ole Miss next week. So they're they look they lose they lose this week. And then you got to go at Ole Miss and at Alabama. Yeah. Did you see really... him? Could you see him in Owens one conference play? I mean, I think it's very likely on a five game losing streak. It's definitely possible. For sure. They gotta go to the swamp later in the year too. So I mean they could that's if they if they lose say they lose today or or Saturday, they lose oh at at Ole Miss, at Alabama, and then in the swamp they're six and six if they win if they win their other games. Yeah. So kind of desperation time for Sam Pittman. Um next is a game that I will I don't know if this is unfortunately will be in attendance for, but you well, I guess we'll find out at two thirty in Jordan Hare. Um number one, Georgia. Riding four and zero, one and zero in conference play after beating South Carolina two weeks ago, at Auburn three and one after losing zero and one in conference play after losing at A and M last week. I mean, it was just an embarrassing performance by the offense. I couldn't really complain about how the defense played. Um, when you're on the field as much as they were, and the offense just wasn't getting no, going. I mean, I think there was four or five times where A and M started either R forty five or in, and we all, we gave up twenty seven. So I mean, it looks a little bit. It looks like a large number, but in reality, it wasn't. A lot of it was kind of late scores when the offense just couldn't do anything. Um, I'm going to be the rational person here and not the Auburn diehard fan I am. Uh, I'm going to pick UGA to win and cover Jacob. You know, I I think that's, you know, that's what I'm going to go with too. And it's just because, I mean, last week last week was, was hard to watch. I mean, I loved it coming from a Bama fan. I thought it was, mm-hmm. I thought it was phenomenal. I'm you sure know, you God, God-given. But just like – from a regular standpoint, 10, what I think I saw somebody say that was the fifth straight game without over 100 passing yards. Well, maybe maybe conference-wise, maybe conference-wise. He or, maybe, for, or maybe against Power 5 teams. Yeah, because well, he threw versus Sanford for about 250-ish maybe. Well, he only threw for 44 last week. Yeah, well, I think between the um, – between the three quarterbacks that played, we had nine completions. Or maybe it was Peyton Thorne that had nine completions. Either Peyton Thorne had nine completions or the three quarterbacks combined had nine completions. We were sacked seven times. Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing you can do about that there. I mean, I understand the struggles, too, as an Alabama fan. So, I get it. But, George, I mean, I don't know. I feel like George is just a different dog. You know, obviously, obviously they couldn't cover against UAB, so they're not as good as we think they are. But mm-hmm. – they uh, I think they're gonna handle their business Saturday. I just, I don't see why they don't. I think their defense is better than A and M's defense, so that's where I think it'll come in handy. And their offense, you know, Auburn's defense may show up, but I mean Carson Beck and you know is is Lad. Do you know if Lad is active? Um, he is. I think they said questionable. Okay. Um. Well, and I think I Brock think Bowers is healthy though. Yeah, that's <laughs> Brock Bowers is the whole team by himself. Um. Kind of, he kind of hurt Auburn by himself last year, which I don't know. It feels like Ladd has been there just as long as Stetson was, but little shifty white receiver. Um, all Lad's, Lad's the new Hunter Renfro. Hey, 
I mean, Hunter's had a decent career. I don't think he, I don't think my head would complain if you said he was Hunter Winfrey. But um, I think Auburn could keep this one a little closer in the first half. I was listening to um, I believe it was Auburn Live. They had a guest speaker from Georgia, and I think Georgia has struggled a little bit in the first quarter. And if that's the case, Auburn might can keep it close to halftime because I think the atmosphere will be a good one just because it's that I mean South's oldest rivalry, deep South's oldest rivalry. So I think the fans will show up, but I think eventually Georgia will um wear it down. I think yeah. seventeen. I think seventeen to twenty one might be a good number here. And and it's that seventeen twenty one sounds close, but in the reality, it's not. Like it, it just feels it feels like the game's way out of reach when it's a you know seventeen twenty one finish. Yeah, I mean, I think. So you wait. You think the game is going to be twenty one to seventeen? No, I'm talking about. I think that's how bad Georgia's going to win. Okay, that's what I thought you were saying, but I say that didn't yeah, really make sense. I, but I, um, I guess I can be a little bit clearer. I I don't know. Jordan Jordan Harris just place is crazy. Always. I Auburn mean, Jesus Auburn Jesus, Auburn Jesus is real. He is sitting. I mean, he's sitting up there right now. He's just, he's just looking down and saying, "How can I ruin everything?" And he's got you his ideas. So, so, who knows? But I, I think Georgia's going to take care of business at least. You know, obviously at least by fourteen. I think it could get, I think it could get ugly. But you know, maybe they'll have some respect for their opponent. Who knows? There's a lot of respect between the rivalry. You know, a lot of everybody just wants to have fun. That's the only reason they play. I mean, considering your in-state rivals, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> okay. Let's go ahead and jump to the little bit of an eye kick. 3 p.m. versus um number 23, Missouri at Vanderbilt 2. And, well, Missouri has not played a conference game, so they will finish out the year playing eight straight conference games. Um, At Vanderbilt, who is 2-3, 0-1 in conference play after losing to Kentucky. Um, Missouri's opened up as a 13.5 spread, which is, I kind of think is a little low for a ranked team versus Vanderbilt. Um, I guess they think – the student section of Vanderbilt will be going crazy for that 3 p.m. kick. I don't know, but and I don't definitely see that happening. I think Missouri's going to win. I think Missouri will win pretty convincingly. Yeah, I think the same way. Um, Missouri is Missouri is not awful. We'll put it that way. They, I mean, that that win against the win against Kansas State was was a big one for them. Uh, but. I, I picked Vandy to cover against Kentucky last week, and they did not. And so Vandy has lost all hope for me. I have no hope in Vandy, so they're just not good, man. Like, when you're, when you're two wins on the year, well, they should have had a third win against UNLV, but obviously they blew that one. Um, when you win against Alabama A&M and Hawaii, when you get to play these teams that are that have numbers in front of them, you know, like ranked teams <laughs> – and actual good competition, it becomes – I think it becomes a little different. And you see why Vandy has always talked about how they are. I just – I don't think – what's his name at quarterback? For uh, Vanderbilt? Andrew uh, – uh, AJ Swan. Swan, yeah. I I don't see him getting it done. I don't see him having any options to throw it to. And I think Vandy – I mean, Missouri gets their first SEC win, and they'll also cover that 13-and-a-half. Yeah, I mean, they win this week. They're one game away from being ball eligible. So that's not bad for good old Mizzou. I think we were yeah. kind of proving us wrong. I think we were all around there, anywhere from four to six wins for Missouri. So they're they're yeah. almost there already for us. Yeah, I think I had them at four and eight beating <laughs> Vandy. So, you know. Well, next on the agenda, we got number 13, LSU, three and one, uh, two and oh in conference play after they beat Mississippi State and um, Arkansas last week at number 20, Ole Miss coming off a loss versus Alabama. They're three and one. 
uh, three and one overall, one and zero and one in conference play. Spread is uh, LSU two point five, uh, five five p.m. kick. So um, maybe the vault will be going crazy. I'm not. I don't think the vault's traditionally known for their student section, but you know, five p.m. in the after spending the day in the Grove could get you a little excited. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think the atmosphere is going to be crazy. I think two and a halfs maybe a little low, possibly. Just you know how Ole Miss played last week had, well, being there last week when you know Alabama kicks the field goal to start and then stop them, and then you go three and out, and then they come down and score. Or no, Alabama stopped them first and then kicked the field goal, and then they came down and just drove. I thought it was going to be ugly. Oh, I just. I, Ole Miss's, Ole Miss's offense is really explosive, but I think LSU's defense may be as good as Alabama's, if not maybe better. I don't know, but Harold Perkins. Yeah, I think I think Dart's gonna have a tough time on Saturday. Not, I think maybe with with passing, just because Ole Miss's offensive line just wasn't the greatest. But I don't know. At Five p.m. Maybe they'll be rocking. I don't know. I just think LSU is going to handle their business. I think Jaden Daniels has a big game, and I think they'll win. And, and at this point, it's almost like a pick them. So I think LSU will cover that three. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you. Um, I think LSU is a better football team. They're definitely more talented. Um, I think both of us had them going. Was it eleven? Like it's eleven and one, and um, I think they're going to stay on pace for that with that one loss right now. Um, Harold Perkins is the real deal. Um, I don't think there's um, I don't think there's a better pass rusher in the SEC than Harold Perkins, in my opinion. I think he's probably the. I think you're far fetched to find a better defensive player overall than Harold Perkins. You ever heard and, of um, Dallas Turner? Uh, I think I'm gonna take Harold Perkins. Well, I mean, they play different positions, right? Is it Dallas Turner the safety, or he's Dallas Turner's outside linebacker? Okay, I guess I'm wrong then. Um, either way, I think, like you said, Dark's gonna have a little bit of trouble, especially because I don't think he's gonna have much time versus. You know the Harold Perkins, so I'm I'm gonna take LSU to win and then cover too as well. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, you wanna handle the next one? Yeah. Um. So the next one on our slate is South Carolina, who is two and two, one and one in, in SEC play after beating Mississippi State last week. Goes to Knoxville to play number twenty one Tennessee, who is three and one, and zero and one in conference play after they beat UTSA last week, but their conference loss. Came to Florida. Yeah, yeah, and Tennessee's favored by twelve. That game is a six thirty kick. Is it six thirty or seven thirty? Um, it'll be six. Yeah. It'll be six thirty here. Yeah, I think because Knoxville's Eastern Time. Yeah, that's what it is. It's six thirty here Central, and um, Knoxville's Eastern Time, so it'd be seven thirty. I mean, Tennessee didn't look. I mean, I don't really know how they looked last week. To be honest, I think it was close. Was it close for a little bit? Let's see. No, that was um, Austin P. Austin P. That it was close against. Yeah, they they won forty five fourteen last week. Um, the box score. Well, actually, that's not what I want. What I want. I want the game cast. Um, Tennessee scored fourteen in the first, seventeen in the um second. So it was a thirty one point game at halftime. I, I think South Carolina is going to win this one. I think, I think Rattler and his experience is going to take them into, into Knoxville. Um, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna win that game. I think he's got a lot of experience. Um, you know, last year when they go to Clemson and win that one, 
I think it's going to be kind of the same. I know that one was a day game, but and I know Tennessee gets rowdy at night, but I think South Carolina is going to find a way to win that one, and they'll upset Tennessee. Um, I think I'm going to have to roll, roll with Tennessee here, and I think they're going to cover. Um, I watched, I was at the South Carolina game last week. Um, first off, let me say shout out South Carolina. They're like Sandman was the really cool to experience for the first time. On that, they did a really good job, like choreographing their light show and just like building up the atmosphere for the fans. Um, I thought the students actually could have been a little better outside of Sandman as far as just like straight up crowd noise. But um, Sandman was definitely something really cool. But I, I, I just weren't impressed. I mean, especially their secondary. Spencer Rattler, I agree with you. Is probably I think he's the best quarterback. Play. He's playing like the best in the SEC right now. Um, he keeps playing like this. I think you could probably see him sticking in the background of the first round, maybe mid-second round traffic later. But um, last week, Will Rogers just absolutely ate their secondary up, which I don't want to say like it's a complete surprise because, I mean, we've been ta- I've been talking about all year long how I love uh, Will Rogers and all that, but it just was not – I mean, he didn't do nothing versus LSU. He struggled versus Arizona and his other two power, um, power five games. But last week he was 30 for 48 for 487 yards, Jacob. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's like crazy. Um, that's video you know, game did, numbers. He only threw for one touchdown to one interception, but still 487 yards is absolutely insane. Um, his You're telling me out. he threw for one touchdown. Yeah, he threw for one touchdown to um, Tulu, Smith, or Tulu Griffin on like a deep post. But, Tulu um, Smith played thinking about basketball. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, to, yeah, but um, I just think I think um Tennessee is gonna be able to have their way with South Carolina secondary. Um, I definitely think UT um wins. I was kind of going back and forth about the covering part, but um, I decided just to stick with my gut right here, and I think Tennessee's gonna win. You never know in the SEC. You never know. One last point to that. Also, I mean, South Carolina embarrassed them last year in a Willie Bryce, William Bryce. So um. Yeah, I think that's Ten- fair. I think Tennessee might come back with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. So um that's another reason, another bullet point for uh, the Tennessee support. Um yeah, next on the agenda, fair. an eight o'clock kick. Um number twelve, Alabama, three and one, one and zero in conference play after beating Ole Miss last week at Mississippi State, two and two. I went to in conference play after back to back losses to LSU and South Carolina. Spread is Bama 14 and a half, which is probably low historically for this robbery. Um I don't know if you know this, so I was wrong. I forgot who tweeted it today. I think it was um one of uh Mississippi State's two four seven guys. So the last passing touchdown that um Mississippi State has versus Alabama, if this guy's correct, was two thousand fourteen versus Dak Prescott or Dak Prescott. Wow. And if he uh, maybe maybe I read the tweet wrong, but it was either. And I think he said before that it had been eight years before that they had gone 32 quarters before Dak Prescott did it in 2014, found a passing touchdown. And now that that was the last one and we're in 2023 now. So how many quarters is that? It's not 36 quarters or yeah. I guess it'd be 32. So, I mean, I could have read that wrong. Yeah. He, he could have been saying it was 32, but that's not how the, tw- the, tweet, the tweet read, which is kind of insane, Jacob. I mean, that's, you're talking about a lot of football not even, I mean, against the backups too, especially with the Mike Leach offense in fact right. last year. I mean, it just shows you how dominant Alabama is and how they how dominant they've been just in this past, you know, eight, nine years. No, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> that every I mean, that's that's a crazy stat. I didn't I didn't know, you know, I would have never thought about that as a number to think about. So um 
But, you know, 8 o'clock, you know, maybe the Cowbells can get a little rowdy, but I still think Bama wins and covers Shaker. And this one's, this one's scary for me as an actual fan just because, I don't know, man. It's – that place is different over there at night. They're the, I mean, they're the Auburn of Mississippi, so, I mean, I understand why it's – you know, why it is how it is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I – I think Alabama is going to win, and I think they're going to cover the 14 and a half. I think Milrow has a game. At least I'm hoping that's what I've been saying. I hope he finally has a game. Maybe, you know, Isaiah Bond can get open, or maybe we can use McClellan's legs a little bit, get Dippery and not, not Black involved. It's just Malik Benson, Burton, just hopefully the defense will show up too. You know, uh, Deontay Lawson's out for the game. So I think Jahad Campbell came in and filled his spot last week. You know, he didn't he didn't really just play terrible. I think Deontay got hurt early in the first quarter. I think it was. I think it may have been after they scored their touchdown. So, you know, a freshman, a redshirt freshman, whatever Jihad is, came in and played that position as the, you know, the captain of the defense and only gave up three points. So, I mean, that's, a I guess, a bright spot you can look at. But I think Alabama's going to find a way to win it and then maybe win big toward the end. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I guess I am going to correct myself because this is Robbie Falk of um, 247, and it was – he was saying since 2014 it's been 32, so not before as well. So it's just been since 2014, the eight times they've met, they haven't thrown a passing touchdown. Okay, I got you. So we'll have to see if that – we'll be thinking about that stat. Everybody listening will be thinking about that stat during the game. So thank you first play t- first First play passing touchdown? Should I call it here? I mean, I don't know. Just go on – just go – Put your money where your mouth is, Wes. Go on there and go to go to FanDuel and see if they have that bet placed. Uh, I might be a little hesitant on that one. Not a gambling man. I respect it. Me well, that wraps, that, wraps, <laughs> that wraps up the SEC games. Um, Go ahead and jump into a few non-con games. Um, we have three, I believe it is, ranked um, Power 5 games without the, not counting the SEC. The first one is a nice – Pack 12 after, I guess it's not really after dark because it'd be 6, 6 p.m. their time on a Friday night. Is um number 10, Utah 4-0, 1-0 after beating, I'm trying to remember who they beat last week. We picked the game. It was, they beat UCLA. They beat UCLA last week. Um, At number 19, Oregon State, who was 3-1 after their loss, 3-1, 0-1 in conference play versus their loss versus um Washington, Washington State. State. Yeah, last week. They still have Oregon State. Favorite four point five, which I guess Vegas never learns because Utah is going to win this game and therefore cover. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Utah is going to win that one. That's surprising to me how they. I mean, I guess you know, Oregon State being at home, DJ. I'm not going to pronounce his last name. Going to be you know, at come on, give it a try. Give it a try. Uh, I've already no, done think, it once I, in this episode. I think DJ U is going to be. Um, yeah, you did too. <laughs> I think. Um, I think what's his name again? The backup quarterback. I've asked this every episode. I think the quarterback Wrong. that's been playing for Utah. Uh, it was Nate Johnson last week. Oh. It wasn't the it wasn't the guy that started versus Florida. It was the guy that was the the um, the other quarterback that came in and ran a lot. He started last week. Well, whoever it is is going to win this game for them. I don't. Well, they they keep hinting at Cam Rising coming back. I said it last week on the episode. Didn't happen. So maybe I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna be right this week. But um. If Cam Rodson comes back, there's no doubt in my mind they win. But um, yeah, yeah, no doubt. If Cam if Cam's back for this one, I think I think they win easily. But even without him, I I think 
Oregon State being favored is a little – it's crazy to me. But, you know, I guess that's why we don't bet or Meemaw won't let us bet <laughs> in the state. So, who knows? Yeah. Um, I guess we'll go jumping into a Saturday game now. Um, number 24, Kansas. Don't think you could say that often. I don't know how many times they've been ranked since we've been alive. 4-0, 1-0 in conference play after beating BYU last week, BYU's first conference game. Did you see, like, the second or third play of how um, what happened in that game? Didn't the dude get, like, popped? Like, absolutely ate up. Like, I mean, it was – and he fumbled. I think he fumbled. I think it was ended up being a scoop and score. Yeah, welcome to Big 12 football. I know, defense. Imagine that in the Big 12. Um, anyways, they're at number three, Texas. Texas is in three and is a four and zero, one and zero in conference play. I really don't. I don't remember who they beat last week, but um, they set this Texas Baylor. spread is they beat Baylor. All right, they te- it's Texas um minus sixteen and a half. All right, um, I like I like Texas in this one. I like the long coins, but I don't think they're going to cover. I'm going to give ranked Kansas the benefit of a doubt that they can cover um the sixteen and a half. I think if it was, but I don't think it's going to be much more than. I don't think they'll lose by less than 16 like I have. I think it's going to be around that 14-point range. If it was a – if the spread was 12-and-a-half, I'd probably take Texas, but I think I'm going to take – I think I'm going to take uh, Kansas to win versus the spread. Yeah, I'm going to take Texas to win, but I think they're going to cover. Um, I was in Bryant-Denny when Texas came, you know, when they came to Tuscaloosa and won that one. So, I, if that team shows up, I think they win by a lot. But, you know, if the team that shows up, that showed up against um, Wyoming shows up, then Kansas will cover. So, you never know at this point, it seems like. But I think Texas will show up and put their money where their mouth is, per se, and win this is, one by at least 16 and a half. Is Texas on the path to the playoffs right now? You think the city, you think you'd put them in right now? I mean, if they win out, yeah. Do you think they will? I think they'll find a way to lose one. I, I kind of agree. I think it would be interesting to see if they lose one and still win outside of the Big 12 championship game. If they lose one, maybe maybe in Oklahoma or something like that and still win the Big 12, I think it would be interesting to see. Especially with the SEC having a down year, probably not going to get two teams in. Yeah, I think they'll find a way in Texas fashion to lose one somewhere. Next on the agenda is number 11, Notre Dame, 4-1 and one after their loss to um, Ohio State. At number 17, Duke. Duke is 4-0. and 1-0 um, in conference play after, I guess, Clemson. They've been one another in conference play since the first game. Yep. Um, the spread is Notre Dame five point five. Uh, do you have the the Irish winning this one, Jacob? I do. I have them winning it and covering that five and a half. I just, you know, I think after last week, it's going to be one of those things. Does Notre Dame, does Notre Dame come back and just, you know, dominate, or do they come back and just not dominate? You know, do they? Do they just let everybody run over them? And that's going to be a, you know, do they still have any fight left? Because you can pretty much see that whatever playoffs hope playoff hopes they had are probably gone. Mm-hmm. So at this point, you know, it's about pride. And, you know, they have a lot of that at Notre Dame. But I think, I think Notre Dame's going to win, and I think they'll cover the five and a half. Yeah, I kind of agree with you too. Um, something else to think about this game is uh, I guess it's Sam Hartman's first game back in the ACC. Yeah. Um, you know, he's played Duke three or four times now. Um, I don't really know what his record is against him, but still, I mean, it's still a familiar, familiar opponent for him. So I think Notre Dame is going to win and I think they're going to cover. Yeah, it's a great pick. 
Thank you. Thank you, Lee Corso. Um, <laughs> next, we got Cincinnati 2-2, two and 0-1 two, um, in conference play. After they lost to their in their first Big 12 game versus somebody last week. At BYU, who was 3-1, and 0-1 in conference play after their loss to um, – Kansas the spread Cincinnati is lost. Cincinnati lost to Oklahoma last week. Okay, so they got a pretty doozy to walk into the um, Big Twelve with, <laughs> no doubt. Um, the spread is Cincinnati one, so just like the um, the Kentucky Florida game, basically a pick them here. Um, it's a nine fifteen Friday night game, which I believe is eight fifteen Mormon time. Um, <laughs> Big Twelve after dark, <laughs> so uh. I think BYU is going to get the upset here. I think they're going to upset that um, Cincinnati, and they will get their first ever Big 12 win, Jacob. Yeah, I think BYU wins. So, I mean, obviously they'll be covering that, but there's one key to the entire game. Mormons. Mormons are the key. Mormons are why they win. Big 12 after dark, you never know. You know, <clears throat> Mormons are – they they're stingy. They like more than one <laughs> of everything. So – I think, um, especially wives. So I think BYU wins, and I think you know they'll upset Cincinnati. I guess upset to get yeah. their first to get their first Power Five win in the Big Twelve. I hope the BYU friend, uh, BYU fans, will be soaking up the moment when they get their first Big Twelve, Big 12 win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great use of words, Harry Wales. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm here all week, guys. Um, the final pick'em game we have this week is. Um, Number eight, uh, Southern UC, um, USC, Southern Cal, 4-0, 2-0 in conference play at Colorado, 3-1, who is 0-1 in conference play after their little spanking last week versus Oregon. Um, spread is a big one. Just I think this was pretty close to the spread last week. The spread is 21 and a half. Yeah, and last week's was just straight up 21. 21. So, um, I don't know. I, I saw Travis Hunter pleading with Dion to come back this week. I don't think he's going to. Um, the game being at Boulder, I th- um, I think I'm going to give Colorado the chance to uh, they're going to cover that 21 and a half, but Southern Cal and Caleb Williams will win outright. Yeah, I I think USC is going to win and they're going to cover. I think Caleb Williams is going to show up and show out. Uh, not having Travis Hunter again because I don't, I don't, I wouldn't understand why he would play. Um, and then you saw how bad their defense was last week. Mm-hmm. You know, Bo picks really. He really diced him up. So don't hate on that man. Oh, well, I'm not hating on him. I did hate on him a lot last week. And my, my serious condolences to um Bo and his uh son. So but I think I think USC is gonna win and cover. I mean, their their offense really isn't anything with without Travis too. You saw that last week. So mm-hmm. I just I don't really see it being close. It's gonna be a 10 a.m. kick for them though. I don't know if you mentioned that or not, but I did not mention that. So, yeah, it is a 11 a.m. kick. So, I guess that would be 10 a.m. Colorado time. So, yeah. that's that's a little interesting. They kind of gave them the – you, you as a fan, you kind of want to have the best atmosphere in, in 10 o'clock games. Can't ever, I've never experienced one because that's a weird yeah. starting time. But um, Just, because we're on, we're on God's time, the central time zone, 11 o'clock right. kicks or the others exactly. we get. Um, let's go ahead and jump into our Super Dogs before we get the shout-out to the real game of the week. Um, yeah, no doubt. Uh, I have Arkansas upsetting UMass. Uh, Arkansas UMass State. Fav- Arkansas State, yeah, sorry. The Red Wolves are going to upset the Minuteman. Uh, UMass is favored by two. And then I have Northwestern covering 26.5 versus Penn State. Really not – I really don't like that one much. But um, there was not a conference play starting. We don't have a huge spread. So that's where I'm going to roll with Superdogs. Was, is the Arkansas State game – is that one at UMass? 
Yeah. Um, I don't, I think so. Yes, is in Amherst. So, okay, I like that one. Um, my, my two are, I have West Virginia covering the 14 at TCU, you know, when Colorado went in there and I feel like TCU is on a little bit of a down year compared to what they had last year. And, you know, Pat, Pat McAfee loves the, loves, loves the Mountaineers. Probably a little biased there, but you know, he picked he picked West Virginia to win or to as his super dog last year or last week. So I'm gonna follow him and go with him this week. And then my other game is I think South Alabama's I think South Alabama's gonna go up to James Madison and upset the what's their the Deke? Is it the Deeks? Dukes? No, Dukes. Dukes, yeah. Yeah, I think South Alabama is going to go up to James Madison and win that one. Um, it'll be a Sun Belt Conference game. Did not know that. I so, think this is. I think this is their first year in the FBS. James Madison's. I could be so. Okay. Well, I guess it you could know, be their first first loss as an FBS member. Yeah, they went to you know they went and beat Virginia there, mm-hmm. but South Alabama also just beat Oklahoma State at Oklahoma State. So, you know, I think, I think it's knows. a pretty good pick. It's. A, I feel. It's definitely. I feel more confident in that than I do Northwestern covering the twenty six and a half or Penn State. There was really though. nowhere. There was really nowhere else I really could could go to be honest. I could have went Illinois Purdue because that one's even. Mm-hmm. It, literally but, says, it literally says even. So, you know, but I don't really think there was any. There's re, there was really not. Uh, there weren't many teams huge, that yeah. were that were favored against that I thought could win this week. I feel like all the, you know, the teams favored were in the right spot. But you know, who who knows? Yeah, maybe the experts will listen to us and understand that Chains. we know ball. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody's been waiting for this moment. Eight mile war this week. Pickens County one and one at Gordo, who is four and one. Spread is Gordo thirty one and a half. Um, they had the website we use has the score prediction forty three to twenty one, Jacob. So you mean forty three twelve? Oh, forty three twelve. Yeah, I guess I'm just illiterate here at Auburn. Um, but give me the green wave to cover that 35 and a half. I think they're just bigger. They're uh, I don't know about faster, but they're definitely bigger and they have more depth. So I think um, Gordo is going to cover this. Yeah, I think they will too. Um, I think – I'm not calling them Pickens County because they're reform. It's reform. Mm-hmm. It's not Pickens County. I think they're going to – I think they're um, – I think they're going to be a little pissed off, you know, last week losing to South Lamar at home. That's so, yep. you know, and – but – Gordo come off a big win, well, kind of a sloppy win at Tarrant, if you be honest with you. So, mm-hmm. but thirty one and a half, give me, yeah, I think we cover that, and we, you know, we'll technically be the county champs because Reform beat Alsteville, and then if we beat Reform, we technically beat Alsteville too. So, yeah. you know, we'll be the technical Pickens County champs. So, well, but, Jacob, it's been a pleasure this, this episode. This has been episode ten. Yep, that's right. Yeah, this has been episode 10 of the It Just Means Less podcast. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening.